what's up, y'all? It's Will with American Heart Enduro. Um, Blake and I are headed back towards Knoxville in the Sprinter Van right now. Um, just crossing the Tennessee River. Just crossing the Tennessee River. And um, it's been a great four days in Sequatchie, Tennessee at the Trials Training Center. Um, you probably know the results by now, but we'll, we won't give it away. Uh, we'll let you listen to the podcast. Um, we... Uh, we did a lot of interviews with some big names, including Keith Curtis, Ryan Sipes, Cody Webb, um, and if you haven't listened to our previous day one and day two podcast, we also have an interview with Eric Bernard, who is the mastermind behind TKO, as well as a quick interview with Tristan Hart after uh, his, well, actually before his performance at the TKO. So uh, give those a listen. And um, th- this last night was pretty hectic. There may have been some cold beverages uh, consumed. So uh, apologize. We're, we're going to pre-apologize for anything that might offend somebody. But hopefully you guys uh, are kind of like us. You're just out here having a good time. Um, Drew and myself, we both competed. We ended up making it to Sunday. I finished 33rd. I think Drew was... Um, he actually didn't finish his TKO one lap. So... Um, I don't think he got an official finishing position, but I did not advance to TKO2, but we did get to do a lot of spectating. Blake did a lot of filming. My son actually got some pretty cool shots, too. Um, we had a blast. The weather was perfect. I mean, the, the dirt turned to hero dirt. The rocks were slick, like always. Um, it was hot and humid. Today, we actually did the Cody Webb class in school. Um, I think there were about 18 guys there and had a blast. Um, if, if you've never done a school with one of these top pros, we highly recommend it. Um, learned a lot and especially reinforced a lot of what we thought we already knew. So that, you know, we're, we're pumped to uh, take that out to the trail. So anyways, give it all a listen and uh, please leave us a review. Give us a like on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, a follow on YouTube. And um, we really appreciate it. See you guys out there. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Will with American Heart Enduro. We are day three now at the Tennessee Knockout in Sequatchie, Tennessee. The final has just ended. we're down here at the American Hard Enduro tent next to the label Industries tent. And um, we're, we're trying to get the, a couple interviews lined up. Drew Kirby is going to get the results right now. But I can tell you the top three overall, if you haven't already heard, Tristan Hart takes the win um, on the KTM, the, the uh, RPM KTM. Cody Webb on the Factory One Cherco takes second, and Benjamin Herrera on the, the factory beta takes third. Here comes Drew Kirby. He's still working on re- the, the final results. Um, hopefully we'll have those soon. I have not found results, but I found out Jordan Ashburn on the KDX 200 1998 model got 11th overall. 11th overall. And that thing was spewing antifreeze. He said the whole ent- the entire time. And you know what he said? It was still running. He said, run what you brung. He ran the same tire all day hot lap tko one tko two and the final and i talked to mary 
Jordan's wife. Yeah, Mary Ashburn right at the end, and she said she had never seen Jordan more exhausted than he was after TKO2. He gave me this look, and it was like death daggers out of his eyes. <laughs> it was it was a lot. And we don't have results. Do you have results on your phone or anything, Blake? I don't know what, what we're talking about. Are we recording? Are, like, are, we, are we doing it? Yeah, we're doing okay, it. Okay, we're waiting on Tristan Hart, who is the winner of your 2020 TKO. Hold the on. The 10th anniversary. We, we got get this podcast started. Ready? Oh, that was oh, – oh, so, Got beer all over my computer. <laughs> that's never good. Hopefully we're still recording. But as we mentioned last night on day two recap, we're staying tonight. We're going to have some fun. It is clearing out out here. I mean who, – Who knows how long this podcast will end up being? I, I hope it's entertaining for these people that came from all over. I saw Florida. Y'all need a shirt? Yep. Deborah. Hey, Deb. They need shirts. Shirt. I don't know where the change is. Sorry. We're, oh, we're I probably got some in my pocket. Well, here's some right there. Oh, uh, large. Thank you, Michael. Michael with Label Industries just gave me a shirt. I cannot wait yeah, to wear it. I know. It's actually clean. It probably doesn't smell like B.O. Oh, there's some bad-smelling people, <laughs> including me. Oh, someone's ripping. We have literally. I think Michael just doesn't want to pack up shirts, so he's just what, giving them away at this point. What time did we start walking this morning, Drew? So I woke up at 5:12 because someone's car horn was going off, <laughs> and then I laid there, played on my phone for a little bit, and then Tristan Hart, who we're supposed to be interviewing, is driving by right now. There he goes. I don't know. We'll we'll find him in a minute. Uh, if they're not there, we don't have them. Yeah. Great podcast. Solid. Sorry. All right. Well. So we started walking at, I think you text me. I won't say what it was in the text, but I'm busy. I'll meet you outside at 6. Yeah, I was taking care of some business. Yeah, you know, dropping the, the – anyway. Yeah. So we met at 6, and we went and walked the Impossible Hill. There goes Will Ryorden. Yeah. Dude, dude is a baller. He made the final. Yeah. And so I think Tristan said in last night's podcast, he thought it would be Cooper, Will, and then Symes. Sipes not make the final. But, dude, he completed all of TKO2. That's impressive. Nope. So, I think that um, – I think Will beat Cooper. I think he did. Cooper struggled on well, – Did you see what he did? He broke the fender basically off that motorcycle because, you know, the hill – the last hill at the top of the water – or at the Oh, bottom yeah. Of the I saw where you guys were. I was right there yeah, yeah. watching. So, his bike was so hung on a tree when he, he, like, ripped it off of there, and I just heard a crack, and then his fender was just pointed straight down. Really? I yeah. did not see that. Was that late in the race? No, this was like first lap. Oh, he got hung up bad. There was some big country boy standing on a rock, and he was like, you don't need that anyway. <laughs> well, and we just had Ryder LeBlanc and Danny Lewis, who also both made the final, and they were still ripping. Danny came in 15 minutes before the final started. Danny was smoked. Oh, dude. He he was at the Impossible Hill that we went to and walked this morning, and he looked at me. I was telling him which which line to go. He goes, you should be glad you're not out here. <laughs> and uh, I, I was. And we had fun because Drew and I both were eliminated after TKO 1 this morning. Um, so during TKO 2, we were giving out Attaboy stickers. Attaboy stickers and a lot of advice. Yeah. Whether they wanted it or not. They, they seemed to listen. I, well, and we had some good lines. Max made the line on the Impossible Hill. Max crushed it up Max, that hill. Yeah, and then I gave Nick the, the line, and he absolutely – Crushed it up that hill. Sherco. Oh, Nick Barringer. Oh, yeah. Caveman? Uh, no, Neanderthal. I don't know what we're going with. <laughs> he gave us some sweet stickers, though. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and Nick was in the final. Uh, I mean, we can just talk about everybody was in the <sighs> final. Um, 
Well, I guess let's go back. So Hot Lap Gr- was shirtless. Oh, shirtless shirtless yes. Griffinder. He was shirtless in TKO2 and shirtless in the final. He did not start that way. He started the final with, with a shirt. With a jersey on. Um, and just, he must just have, like, tear-off jerseys. Oh, man, that'd be pretty cool. Rip-away jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Kids are stealing ribbons and Maybe running through the Maybe that's the next American Hard Enduro shirt it's development. It's like tear-away pants for basketball players. Yeah, tear-away jerseys. All right, well. All right. Should we back up to this morning? I don't know. I, I kind of want to forget it. Uh-oh. I like it. I like it. It, look, a, it matches your shirt. I can't even tell a difference, honestly. No, and the hat. So, Will's good. wife, Deborah is trying on some of D. DeLulo cosmetics that she is actually repping. It's Chuck DeLula's daughter, yeah. Michelle, and she has got a line of all, all, natural. all natural. I think there's bath bombs. Are those bath bombs? Okay. Yep, so look her up on Facebook, D. DeLulo Cosmetics. Man, look at me. I got it. Boom. Got it. Should be in sales. Yeah, she's selling some quality stuff. and uh, Yeah. All right, so let's go back. Hot lap. I was intimidated, which it seems like it's always I'm intimidated, but it was worse than normal because I, of I the rode rain. like a total pansy in the I, hot lap. I I, 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 I I fell over. I picked my bike up. I fell over the other way. <laughs> like it was one was of those. Is this on the like, enduro cross track? <laughs> no, I made it through there clean ish. Uh, I didn't. I, I almost went over the handlebars. Wait before the culvert where I did yesterday. Yes. yes. <laughs> like I, I I like I was gonna hit it with throttle and jump it a little bit, and at the very last split second, I was like, nope, I don't need to do this. I need oh, to go slower. Huck a buck. And, like, my rear end sat down right before I got to the culvert. Oh. And thank God. And, and like, I don't know, I, I sprained my thumb, wrist area. A good start to your hot lap. Oh, of course. Of course. And then the 90-degree turn down at the end, I, yeah. just, well, I was a total rookie. Did Gary Davis say something to you? Because he was like, hey, swing it wide on that 90-degree turn. I'm like, what are you talking about? What 90-degree turn? Yeah, he was like, swing okay. it wide, and then I, I just I felt like a total moron. Uh, all right, so our hot laps, I was 31st. You were 36. 30, yeah. Maybe? I don't know. You were about – it, it didn't matter. I was a few behind you. Yeah, so we started. And we were in that same group with all our buddies. Oh, yeah, it's just like Gavin Smith was right behind me. He goes, don't, don't let me catch you. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm right behind you. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. I said, you have to pull me because Gavin Smith is a large man. Yeah. Look at him. He's, he's looking at yeah. us right now. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to have him fun and his tonight. wife's baby. Yeah. Oh, Basley. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. Tristan like, Hart. I don't know O Canada, but we have Tristan Hart. I'm going to give up my seat Canada. for Tristan Hart, and we're going to present him with something. What, do, what are we going to present him with, Will? We got some champagne. There's no champagne. So, my wife, Leah Kirby. Is this a twist off? I don't know. I'm scared to get it off. <laughs> All right, here, uh, we need a bottle. I don't know. Is Yo. Your no, Yo. We got it back. All right. 2020 TKO champion, Tristan Hart. How do you feel? That's insane. Definitely insane. If you would have asked me that a couple years ago, that I would beat Cody Webb at his possibly his, his backyard. Best, his backyard, his best extreme enduro, I'd been like, no way. Because I think two years ago, he maybe double lapped me here. I don't know for sure. He but double he was, lapped everyone. This wasn't just you. He is... And to hear him say that he had the best performance today, I don't know if he was being honest. I or heard not, that, but man. That is that's crazy. pretty cool to hear. If that's true, did you hear that? I heard it. I was at the podium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, Cody said this was his best performance at TKO, and I mean, you beat him by what, fifty seconds? Yeah, fifty something. Yeah, I was like your last lap when you came around the waterfall section. I I was like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and I counted to forty before Cody. Was it the same spot you were at? 
So that's incredible. Yeah, on the last lap, I took it easy because I just wanted to bring it home, but I got the whole shot, and he started right behind me, and he kept me honest, I felt like, the whole time, and I knew Cody wasn't going to make any big mistakes, so he was going to be there, and I was so stressed out getting through the hard parts. I was just, it probably took a year off my life. <laughs> well, so he said he saved something for the final and took it easy throughout the day. What, what was your strategy? You yeah, I, I knew he took it easy because I was beating him by five minutes on an hour, and me and him have been pretty close, so that's, I just knew he wasn't trying, and I thought, after the first one when I won the hot lap, I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. And when I get in my groove, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes if you slow down, you make Yeah, mistakes. exactly. If I slow down off my, my race pace, then I'm just all over the map. So I'm just hitting everything as hard as I could and leaning back and getting traction. Well, we were at the uh, the, the, the Tough Hill, which had the option in the in yeah. TKO one. And then in TKO two, there was no option. And... You were nine minutes ahead of, t of Cody there. So you got a five-minute head start on him. So four minutes so on you, adjusted you time. So you put four minutes on him, and, dude, you just you blew up that hill. You looked so smooth. Did did that hill feel anything like the hills at Windrock we were climbing, or you were climbing? Uh, that one actually it had traction. It had traction, though, and the one at your guys' place just didn't have traction because <laughs> that one was so steep. If there wasn't traction, I don't think anyone would have got up. Right. So the first race, TKO one of the day, there was a grade at the bottom, and I heard you hit it, correct? Yeah, first lap, I knew it wasn't mandatory, but I'm like, screw it. Everyone was standing there, so I would have looked like a loser if I went around and no one could have saw me. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going for it. Well, so I heard Cody got there, and he did not do it. Yeah, I that? heard he skipped it. So then the second race, it was mandatory, and I'm like, and I was the grade away. Yeah, well, I was talking to Sipes, and I'm like, Sipes, you got it. There's a grate there. And then we get over there, and there's no grate. And I was like, uh-oh, I feel kind of bad now. <laughs> so how was it, like, grate versus no grate? Any any difference, or did you just rip The grate was easier because you just track straight, guys. but it was it was kind of fake, I would say. Like, they shouldn't have a grate. You don't see grates at Erzberg or anything. So, yeah, it was better when they took the grate away because it was – a really hard hill climb then, so it was I cool. I think those grates were from one of the footbridges that washed yeah. down in the 100-year flood. And some, some of the rock fairies were, like, throwing them all over the track. Like, <laughs> when I walked on Thursday and then when I walked on Saturday night, totally it was, different. like, a completely different track. Everything was rideable at that point. Without the rock fairies, I don't think we could have done the hot lap, though. Not in one piece. Not in one piece, that is true. There would have been <laughs> so many people over the bars. And it's so funny. So you went, you went second on the hot lap, right, this morning? First. You oh, first. I went second. Yeah, you started yeah, second. Started you ended up Cody. first. And so I, I heard he won everything. He ended up, but he started second. So when he finished, he had, he'd come up. Cody took a spill in the hot lap. Like he, I don't know if it was his pipe. Yeah, Bryson got. I don't know if Tristan really? seen it or not. Oh, dude. So him and Quinn both stuck their fork into a rock on the off camber above the waterfall, and so he did that. And then you went high and caught him. And dude, it was it was bad. But So we came around, and then when you finished, you were talking to Will Roward, who also made it in the finals. He's a savage, dude. I was Him riding, and Cooper. I was riding with Will this week, and the kid's legit. In years to come, he's going to be... He's going to be coming for me, which I'll be pissed off about. But I like the kid. What? He's a nice kid. Do you know kid. how old he is? He's 17, oh turning 18. So he's so he's right there with, like, Ryder LeBlanc and Danny Lewis. He's far, far better than I was when I was his age. All right, so here comes that off Tristan's listening and watching it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I oh mean, God. 
And I heard his pipe was like completely. His pipe, his pipe was flat. I went and checked him out. And he had some major cuts on his belly. Well, and then you said you caught him after that in the. Well, I think there were several people that tore the banner. Did he, did he also go over the bars after that in the creek? No. That was it? Just right there? He definitely would have won the hot lap if he wouldn't have done that. I did crash on the hot lap. I actually high-sided, but it just wasn't nearly that bad. Did you know you were that close to him right there? Yeah, I saw him. Yeah, look. I looked down at Cody. He's right there. Nice video. And So when Tristan finished his hot lap, what I was saying while they're watching this video is he was talking to Will Roward and, and he was like, oh, this big going down the creek and it's the biggest rocks. He was like, there's a little hip jump they made. And when Will and I walked it, I saw this and it's to an off, off camber rock, but it's the limestone rock. And I was so scared it was going to be so slick. And Tristan was like, just do it. You were talking to Will. Did you and, do it? No. So I was following a guy, and he did it. And I'm like, uh, uh. And I did it. I did not crash. I was so proud of myself. Um, so you did it? I did it. Sick. It's on Go. No, I forgot to turn my GoPro on. Thank you. Yep. So Label Industries also just hooked Tristan up with the shirt. Thank so, you. But All right. So you won the hot lap. You won TKO1, correct? Yep. And TKO2. What? Yep. What was the hardest thing out there? It was the new section they put in that green rock, whatever it was called. I was the first guy through it, so I probably had the best traction, and it probably just got worse after that. And for me charging all day, it had me on the first row, so I was, I guess it paid off for me charging because I got the best fresh dirt, yeah, so it, it paid off. Yeah, so I guess TKO2. Cody had five guys in front of him, so... Yeah, so it wasn't a super big deal, but he still had to get around him, and I don't know. Thank you, Michael. Michael just brought us a fan. Oh, I'm your fluffer. <laughs> we, we've seen some fluffing out there. <laughs> oh, I just saw... Go ahead. I'm, I'm stepping back right now. We'll fill Tristan in on the fluffing later. <laughs> right on. So, okay, now you're going to just drive to Canada? Is that the plan? Yeah, drive for like three days. How exciting. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, what else you got, Drew? I think that's it. Tristan, thank you for the time. And a big congratulations. Thank you, guys. On your second win of the season with, I guess, Extreme Off-Road or Hard Enduro. Yep. Rev Limiter in a, in a month, six weeks, five weeks. Have you done Rev Limiter before? I've done it, but it's at a new location, I think. So I don't think right. anyone has done this one. Correct. And it, I, I got pictures from Mark, and it looks like there's some Erzberg rocks. So that's gonna be, that's sweet. gonna be sweet. I'm excited. Yeah, I was talking to Mark earlier. He's he's ready. I mean, they they've had an extended period of time to get ready for this race. So yeah, hopefully no it'll be a, a showstopper. Well, let's, let's, let let's let him get on the road. Thanks, Tristan. Thank you, guys. What's up, guys? We are here with Keith Curtis at the end of the final day of the TKO 2020. Keith, what'd you think of Tennessee TKO? Oh, man. Well, it wasn't as fun as Battle of the Goats for me. I like the woods racing a lot more than, you know, 30 minutes sprint and drill cross at the end of the day. <laughs> um, however, I mean, it was really unique. It was cool. The format's kind of neat. Uh, it's different here in Tennessee versus North Carolina. 
Um, race one was so-so, a lot of fast stuff. How, how'd you do in the prologue or the, the hot lap? Uh, hot lap, I was ninth. That's solid. And then race one, um, what I end up? I was on second. I got sixth. Okay. So, and then the, the third race, race, well, race two. TKO two. Yeah, TKO you got, two. You got pretty difficult, right? I got, I was on row two, but I was um, the fastest, so I got to pick my spot in row two. Who, who was on your row? Um, I can't can remember. remember everyone. Okay. Never yeah, mind. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of fast riders. Right. No, well, I know Noah Keppel was in there. Okay. Um, I don't know who else. Noah though. killed it this weekend. He did good. Yeah. So what's it like for us um, average Joes running under the Husqvarna factory tent? <laughs> that was a cool, super cool opportunity. I mean, uh, to be able to ride under the, the factory tent and have the mechanics and have the service and have an amazing bike that works really well. It was it was really cool. However, it is tough adapting to a different bike. Totally different bike. Yeah. I mean, it it's, it's full factory. It's amazing, but... It's different. Okay. And there's... How much did you actually get to ride the bike before you raced it? Uh, about two and a half hours. So right here around the yeah. venue at Coppinger yep. Cove? Yep, exactly. Yeah, and it's nothing, of course. No race pace. Just go and basically ride and see. You're like, it feels great. Yeah, it feels amazing. Full factory, cool. Right. But it was. I mean, it's an incredible bike, and I'm super stoked with that opportunity. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we were stoked for you. We were living vicariously through you um, after Battle of the Goats. Keith pitted with us, so for him to get picked up for the week from Rockstar, or not Rockstar, excuse me, Husqvarna. I'm looking at the rig right now. Uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Husqvarna, that, that's just amazing. Yeah, so Colton was out with a hand injury, and Noah and I filled in, and um, I was able to you know pull off a third of Battle of the Goats on my KTM, and, and then Husqvarna uh contact me and like, Hey, you want to run a factory bike at TKO? And yes. I was like, cool. Yes, absolutely. It's not even a question, is it? And so I raised this one and, um, ended up fifth overall and Noah got yeah. fourth. So. so going into the, the, the final TKO, um, around the hot lap for 30 minutes plus a lap. How hard was that as far as your fitness? Really difficult. Yeah. Um, I mean, I felt like I could have kept on trucking at that pace for like an hour probably or maybe more. I don't know. I just can go forever once I get in my zone. Right. But my freaking visor kept falling down because I, fr- I put my I GoPro on it. I saw you pushing your helmet up. And uh, that was super annoying. I was getting really angry. But um, I forgot to tighten the little nuts on top. Yep. But, you know, I should have checked before I went. But um, other than that, like – I think I only wrecked once, maybe. I don't know. It's just such high intensity. It's like a 30-minute enduro cross. Well, I, I find with these races that have, uh, you know, event after event, it's just hard to remember every little detail. Yeah, you and can't. You, 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 it's like, oh, I forgot to take ibuprofen. I forgot to eat. I forgot yeah. to hydrate properly, whatever it is. Yeah. And then your GoPro is like the very final oh, thought. So, oh, my gosh. I was so angry. Like, I don't know if I would have done any better. Probably not. But I was it's like. It's an excuse. And you'll see, I, I got GoPro footage. Yeah. I literally flip it up every 30 seconds, 45. No, I, I don't know. I, I definitely saw I was getting you flip angry. it up. At I was least about ready twice. to rip my visor off, but I didn't. <laughs> and so I, I had a terrible hole shot. <laughs> like, I started on the second row, got to pick my spot, and then 
we came into the 180 corner and someone i don't know got in front Shoved of me and yeah i shoved my wheel and i almost tipped over and then i'd recollect and go and by then i was in 14th place so i you know had to work my way up from 14th which i don't know it's kind of fun in itself and i i doubt i could have well to get up any to spaces. get from 14th to fifth that's pretty yeah. impressive it was cool like i'm i'm happy with fifth i was hoping for a podium but this is a lot different than what i'm used to and you know ben and tristan and cody and noah they all did really well um and it was yeah well it just, for a, it was my for first, a first time here timer, too. Was, yeah absolutely it's just this is unique terrain it's slipperier than anything i've ever ridden <laughs> like, you, you need to come to ride with us in knoxville yeah dude the green moss yep it's the slipperiest thing i've ever ridden hands down interesting yeah all right so uh, throughout the the i guess the day you only rode today um what was the hardest feature you rode and what was your favorite um throughout the whole day yeah um favorite zone was the the waterfall what was that called up by the cliff line yeah the kinder rock garden i guess oh no no over here um, like the big up four on the logs bluff, or up on the waterfall like up right on the bluff yeah it was in the the final tko uh, no, it was in uh, race two. Okay, so maybe it was Lampkin Falls. Lampkin Falls, Way yeah, that up was there. cool because I like being up high. And, oh yeah, I don't know. I just that's a little Montana-esque. Yep, I was grooving with that, and I was having fun. Yeah. And then hardest section was for sure race three, just that relentless creek bottom. Yeah, <laughs> that creek bottom is gnarly. It's just like it's so long down through and there. And I felt like I was kind of riding heavy today, so I was like hitting the holes hard, and it was. I just got tired. And well, to ride light, you gotta have your endurance up, and you gotta be in really good shape, and everything's gotta go right. The um, the whole creek was v- very washed out this year. Apparently, they had a hundred year flood. Oh, so it kind of got rid of the smaller rocks, and mm-hmm. it it made the little gullies much deeper. So mm-hmm. the whole hot lap was just different than normal. Well, and all the racers put a bunch of rocks in, and well, and, and the rock lot, fairies but, always I mean, show still up. Gnarly. Right. It's still super gnarly. For sure. So what's next for Keith Curtis? Uh, that's a good question. I'm trying to <laughs> figure out if I should go race Enduro Cross or just go ride the primitive Montana Idaho single track. That sounds fun. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it does. I would love to race some more hard Enduros, but I don't well, know. How about Rev Limiter in Texas? I, I doubt I'll make it there. Okay. I just wish there were more hard Enduros in the Northwest, like with big mountains and like big mountain like terrain. sticks and stones yeah like sticks and stones that's it's such a fun well, I've, I've heard about a few on the horizon so yeah. hopefully if you guys haven't checked out sticks and stones you need to go next year because it's oh. so much fun we we should make a family vacation out of it. i'm talking to my wife right now you guys <laughs> should come out because i owe you guys you guys uh you know you helped me out with the whole process with battle on the goats and tko and we'll, we'll take a little american credit. hard enduro i mean it's just some rad people well thank you for that um, I had another question, and it just slipped my mind all of a sudden. You got anything, Drew? <laughs> so the go. only thing I have. <laughs> well, my wife did fold your gear. Yeah, I washed she it. She, she folded did. it. I put it in your gear bag, and I'm like, I'm done with it. But, no, so I want this on record that for my 40th birthday, which was, I don't know, a month ago, that I want to come out west sometime <clears throat> next year. Will, I don't know who else, but you've got to hook up with Inside Enduro. And I want to come out there and ride with you, ride with them, and see what you guys have out there. I'm sure we can do that. 
show us yeah. around, show yeah. us some good stuff. I can show you guys the good stuff. And the problem is, summer's so busy, and I know right. that's y'all's probably best riding. Oh, and Blake, of course. We got to get Blake in shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spring, you're going to be fighting snow and down trees, which is fun in its own way. Um, in fall, everything's like cut out. Everything's good. Um, nice cold mornings. I don't know. It just depends. I, I guess better bang for the buck would probably be fall. All right. So like September time next yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. It right. might be, it's sometimes a little more dusty, but I'd say fall time would be the best bet. And I, yeah. Well, we need Between dusty, my buddy Kevin wet. Miller and I and James. <laughs> yes. Right we, now. We know the good stuff. Yeah, and dust. I mean, that's why we like whatever. When you guys come out, we'll go like probably up high in elevations. So like July, August, September, we get up in the high elevations. So we're like eight thousand plus feet. So you guys' lungs might be working. We will be hurting, hurting so bad. Well, Keith, I didn't listen to the whole interview, but man, thank you so much for everything, and uh, good to get to meet you and get to know you a little bit, and uh, good luck in the future. Same. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers. Big thank you to Tristan Hart. Yeah. What'd you think, Blake? Man, um, we're here with yeah. Blake Terry. Yeah. Who's Our, Blake Terry? Blake Terry is the American Hard Duro filmer slash yeah. writer. Moral support. Advocate. Moral support. He's, mm-hmm. he's a pretty good mechanic. Industry yeah. outsider. Industry outsider, a.k.a. <laughs> also known as the guy with the camera. Chuck DeLulo's goggle guy yes. as well. Someone has my goggles. I don't know where they are. Yeah. A lot of goggles thrown this weekend. It was hot. Oh, it was hot. It was so hot. Um, yeah. No, it was sick TKO. We had some slickness. It was definitely uh, not as fast as last year. I saw Thankfully. a lot more pushing this Thankfully. year. Yeah. Well, and talk about what you did this weekend. What did you do this weekend, Blake, since uh, Drew is talking without I, a mic? Yeah. Um, I showed up, thought we were just chilling, close race, thought we were just going to hang out and uh, invited my girlfriend, my brother, and a bunch of other family friends and everybody else and bought 14 passes to get in the gate, and I hung out with none of them. Um, So, yeah, I ended up... uh, How how many beers did you buy? I bought beers that I still haven't drank yet, so that's usually not the case by by the end of Sunday afternoon for me. So, um, yeah, no, I ended up filming. Um, I guess there were 27 Red Bull filmers here that are going to make a full edit, 90-minute show on the Red Bull TV app, which is going to be awesome. Um, looking forward to doing that. But I think it's going to be on primetime, on yeah, television, yeah. not just the Red Bull app. Yeah, for sure. They'll, they'll probably, I mean, they're, they're just getting footage to put up anywhere so they're taking all the races but yeah they had a legit film crew they had some very nice cams. looking cameras yeah they cable oh, cam yeah there were three there were three cable cams set up here there were uh like five or six drones wow. uh, i saw several red scarlet cameras and and a bunch of gx's tell us about a red scarlet camera that sounds interesting uh it was more expensive than anyone's bike on the course today just the one camera on each one of those uh cable cards so it's like it's a pretty nice pretty nice 20 i would say about 14 shoots in 4k and so that's going to be 
you know, IMAX quality TKO footage coming out. 3D? I, possibly. I don't know. You have a 3D TV? We were yeah. talking about, I don't think I was talking this about with you, but what happened to 3D TVs? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, Did I, you have 3D like, glasses for your television? No. That seems like a waste. Yeah, it kind of is. But, no, I, I ran around, filmed some uh, some of the racing, got hit by a motorcycle. Uh, I got that on film. Yeah. That was yesterday, that. It right? It was pretty cool. It was a close call. But, uh, Ezra that, Judd. Yeah. power. Yeah. He looped it out. Yeah, so I'm putting around here, too. Uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, it just kind of... Nicked your my leg. leg a little bit, but you know, it was very close to being very bad. That's for sure. Yeah, another foot, and you you might have lost a knee. Yeah, I would have been pretty mad about that for sure. Uh, there was no need for as much throttle as he was putting down in the uphill swamp for sure. Um, but <laughs> I yeah. think he was smoked. Yeah, and he wasn't. He didn't seem to have the right tire of that going combination. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was a really good TKO, man. Um, watching Tristan and Cody just absolutely crush the field. Um, there was a long gap between know. them. And, Benji and ben, well, yeah, and that was in the main though. The, right. Pri- the prior races, there was not that close of a. Uh, hey, nice little uh, nice little Suzuka there. Um, Is that an RM500? Was, was that Revzilla? That was uh, Travis Pastrana on the RMZilla. This is a Red Bull event. Yeah, it is a Red Bull event, so yeah. maybe we could talk somebody into talking TP into doing that. Uh, I think that would be pretty entertaining for Do the Do we crowd. know anyone that might know Travis Pastrana? Maybe, no, but maybe if maybe we... Maybe Sipes? I see, I see Sipes' van down there. Yeah, Sipes maybe right if we there. just talk about it enough, it'll come It'll true. happen. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, he's done Erzberg. He's he's done yeah. a GNCC or three. He finished at Erzberg. I don't think he finished. Yeah, he got mm. through the diner, right? No? No. No? Huh. He led for a bit, though. Yeah, he did lead. Yeah. So... Yeah, Niter took took off in the diner. Talk about two-wheel skills. Yeah. But, yeah, TKO, you know, here we are. It's over. All done. What's next? I'm like, I'm like yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I have no I have no more brain power. What's, uh, what's next, today, Blake so. Terry? Yeah, huh? What's next? Rev Limiter. We're doing that. Where's Rev Limiter? Uh, Bridgeport, Texas this year, so... Are you hanging around for the Cody Webb School tomorrow? Yes. Um, that's kind of why I'm on the shutdown mode right now, so that I can try to not puke tomorrow <laughs> like I puked Sunday riding with Tristan and Max and Will and Drew because that was terrible. Don't Don't oh, yeah, and Jarrett was there. Jerry yeah. was there. And, and Jarrett, he almost made the finals today. Yeah, he was killing Top it. Top 25? Mm-hmm. He got to the um, the cabin on the green hill over there. Yeah, he got yeah. all the way to the impossible hill. He, yeah. he yeah. gave the impossible hill two solid shots. He got up and around the go the, the go around tree, mm-hmm. and he was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to go back down and give it another shot. And everybody was like, Did they keep no. the grates down for the, the no, final? No, the grates so were they, gone. They were gone. They were only there for the first, Correct. first race. And, and Tristan, in his interview, he, he said that um, the greats felt unnatural for a hard enduro. He's glad they were gone. No, you don't see that in Erzberg. And it was good enough traction today that I don't really think they were super necessary. I would agree with that. Yeah, no. the dirt was phenomenal today. I saw several guys wheelie up that, almost loop it out and have to pull the clutch in. I think that's what made them lose momentum. So The traction was too good. Too good. All right, so I think we should wrap this up, Will. What do you think? Go top three for the day. 
what was I, the top three? I, I think that wrapping this up is is not happening. I think that this is going to continue throughout the night because we might add, add additional this, clips because yeah. we haven't got Chuck Delula. He said that he would get on, I guess, record and talk. But well, when we saw him earlier, he did not look good. Chuck was pretty smoked, but yeah. he he gave the Impossible Hill. Pretty good shot. He, he did, and we we also gave out. What did we give out, Will? This is your creation. We had Attaboy stickers, so every rider that made it to well the bottom, the, everybody that slowed down enough yep. that we could slap a Attaboy sticker on their bike. I had several guys that just saw it and were like, just laugh like things. And th- this is all courtesy of Gavin Smith. Yeah. So and Gavin, man, he crushed it this week. He did. He he. Almost made top 25. I think he fell a little bit short, but he yeah. made it to Sunday. This is by far. He's never made it to Sunday before, and he's coming on. He is on a 2020 KTM. He put, for yesterday, all new plastic and all new graphics. And I'm like, really? He goes, why not? That, um, hopefully he learned from that experience. It looked pretty good before we started today, the hot lap. I haven't seen right. it since then. Yeah, I, I usually don't put new plastics on my bike till after TKO. But what for? What's left? I mean, rev limiter. I'm gonna do. So sa- can, I'm gonna do saddleback so in two it weeks. In the garage. Rub on it. Rub on it a bit. Rub on it. All right. So for now, that's it. Thank you for joining us. TKO 2020 was a great time. That's a wrap. It was awesome. Good See time. you on the trail. See. You. What's up, guys? We're here with Cody Webb. Um, this is day four of TKO for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had the uh, the Cody the ride with Cody school today, and we had a great time. It was awesome. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, what'd you think? Yeah, no, it was super fun. I mean, I was out here. Unfortunately, it was supposed to be Mario and I. It would have been great if we had more Europeans over here. Just bringing this. Uh, oh, I'm supposed to do something oh. here. Oh, oh. Introductory. That? <laughs> that was there quite was the bus. Jumanji's <laughs> out here. Uh, where were we? Yeah. So I had to do my traditional beer yeah. open here. It's only a course like, you know, because we're athletes. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, you know, fortunately, it was supposed to be Mario and I. So a ton of people signed up, and we we're going to kind of split the day in two between Mario and I, and didn't really want to shut all those people out. So I ended up having, like, I think 18 people today, which was definitely the most I've ever personally done in like a day for school so it, I think it ended up flowing pretty well and I could tell whenever something like you know a little group would kind of get bored and sit somewhere and I was like okay we're moving on we're doing something else like you guys can't get stagnant ow um yeah they're, they're vicious right now yeah these are bugs biting us flies not flies not something else <laughs> flies that are the size of I don't know a quarter or larger they're big yeah this, this was my first ever class that I've taken um in a scenario like this and I, I really I think I got a lot out of it um I don't know that I learned a whole lot but it helped reinforce the things that I th- I thought I already believed that you talked a whole lot about and I really appreciate just you going into depth about you know not just bike setup but you know how to ride and, and how to pick out lines and how to weight the pegs and etc cetera, etc cetera. so I thought it was pretty cool so if, if anybody's out there thinking about taking one of these classes I highly recommend it yeah, honestly, I think something that people never think about is just the analyzing part of riding. And, you know, I, I took the timer. I was, we were going to do something, and I was like, hey, let's let's get all, all get off our bikes. You know, I was using that trials method where you go and walk a section and figure it out. And, you know, that's what all the top guys are doing here in the uh, 
in the main event, we're all walking our lines, figuring out where we want to go. So, you know, there's a section of the creek where I kind of had everyone walk through and I described what sections make the most sense and why you would go this way. And I think maybe it put some clarity or just reinforced what already makes sense. Well, I think one of the most interesting things in that exact creek you were talking about is you're like, well, if you go this way, the water flows this way. And usually if the water goes that way, it creates a big hole, washes the rocks out. And even though if you couldn't walk it, you just kind of need to know there might be a big hole there and you had to do and I had to do a big turn and I've obviously lost my voice. It's been a fun four yeah, days. So what's, what's I'm, I'm gone. I talk too much apparently. So, but no, I really enjoyed that. You getting us off the bikes, walking it, saying, even if you come into it blind, try to stay out of a situation like that. And the other thing, aim for the big rocks because they're not going to move as much. So that was a good piece of advice. Always aim for the big rocks. And I think I'm going to change my gearing. Um, I, I think I, I want to be riding a little bit more in second gear and get out of first. I, I just think, you know, watching the other guys in the class and you, just a little less spinning. Well, when you ran KTMs, what gearing did you run then? Uh, I was running 1249, and Tristan's running pretty much the same setup I had, so he's running 1249 too. And there was, uh, I think it was two years ago here at TKO, we actually had the same hill out of the creek after we dropped down that waterfall mm -hmm. little thing that... It's not a waterfall because there's no water coming off of it. But, <laughs> it's uh, just big rocks. <laughs> um, the, the, with the TPI, it was really tricky, and I basically never used first because it was almost unrideable on that bike. So I was actually running 1249 using third, and even on the Sherco, I'm using third on tons of bits out here. I use second on that hill just because my gearing's a little bit taller. But, you know, I'm running 1351 on the Sherco and stock I think is like 14.49 so that's a huge difference from what they come with and for me it works pretty good it's about equivalent to where what I was at with the TPIs okay so that kind of wraps up what we did today um, back up one day um, we we also did some podcast interviews with Ryan Sipes with Tristan Hart and Keith with Curtis. Keith Curtis and um, you know we were you know Yesterday was so competitive between you and Tristan. It was exciting watching you guys. Um, I know you're not stoked with your result, but second's still awesome. Um, any comments about how yesterday went? Yeah, uh, I mean, yesterday started out really good and then went really bad <laughs> I was really say, quickly. Let's talk about that hot lap. Yeah, how was hot, your hot, hot lap? lap? How'd that go? Um, well, your son got a video of me just <laughs> weeding myself. I finally got to see it today. He, I just see him. You guys walk up to me before the class, and he's on his bicycle on his phone's in his hand, and I heard about that he got the video, and I was like, all right, let's see it. I already know what's coming. And uh, Bryson was stoked. He was like, I want to show Cody. Yeah, it was hilarious. He had, like, this little smile on his face, walking out with his phone well, ready to go. There must have been something in that section, because you and Quinn went down almost the exact same spot. Yeah, so after watching the video, I already kind of knew what happened, but after watching the video, I was able to analyze that. I basically. I came in a little hot and there was a rock hidden on an outcrop. We were on a camber and I just stuffed that with the header pipe and it threw me off. So that, it didn't start good there. My stomach's all ripped up, my butt cheek hurts. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know why they're mowing after the race. Are you supposed to mow before the race? <laughs> it's Monday. But, uh, so then, uh, <laughs> Who knows? TKO one, uh, I kind of just took my time. Wasn't in any rush. I got, pretty bad throttle pump i think i'm just maybe riding a little tight and then uh i finished second but i 
really wasn't alarmed that Tristan beat me. I kind of actually expected it because I was just cruising. And then uh, the next knockout round, obviously I was second, so I was in the second group. And uh, got a terrible start and just followed all those guys to the dusty escargot. escargot. And then... Uh, Who was on your row in TKO2? It was... Noah? It was Noah Keppel, Corey Graff under, Ryan Wells, and I don't remember who the last guy was. Troy Deason. And I only don't remember because he was the only guy behind me on the start, so I never got to see him. (laughs) Well, and when I saw you came into the first creek, which was so slippery, and you guys disappeared, and you were in second or third, and Corey was in the lead, and by the time you looped back around 45 seconds later, you were in the lead. I don't know what happened out of sight. You remember when you got by him? Yeah, so we came into the creek, and we were all pretty much bundled up together. I mean, you don't really gap anyone right there until you get in that creek. And um, Ryan Wells followed Noah on the inside coming into that creek, and Noah got hung up. And I did a quick, like, past the outside. Noah tried to get a little feisty. Yeah, we hit each other, but I'm like, I'm bigger than you, and I'm going to go. It wasn't like... Takeout or nothing, we just came to get like no room. Yeah, and he was squirrely. I mean, yeah. he was he was doggy paddling. He was trying to recover from his mess up, yep. and uh, I just swooped the outside, and then um, I caught Corey. I was able to catch up to Corey, and he went left up the main part of the creek. Did he have a shirt on at this point? His shirt was still on, and we were a mile in. Yeah, no, we were <laughs> half a mile in. But he, <laughs> he just stopped in escargot and just stripped down. <laughs> so yeah, I got past Corey maybe midway up that creek he went in a he just took a low line and got hung up and I went over a rock and got around him and then basically from there I was just like burr, 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 just kind of cruising and that first I don't know couple of miles in and out of that creek was kind of brutal oh. yeah. for me not... <laughs> <laughs> whoa there it is that's Cody being yeah. nice is what that exactly. is exactly the okay. first creek was the slickest the rest the of first them creek was by far the worst the yeah. rest of them were fine I walked him, so I knew where I was going. That helped. Ah. We it's, talked it's about nice that today. It's nice when you go race on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. I walked him. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I walked him a little bit on Friday. Okay. You don't want to burn yourself out. Right. So then uh, there was a new section. I don't know. They call it Green Rocks, Green Hill. Oh, that Green, was TKO2. It's by the Green, Green Cabin in TKO2. Yep. Oh. And I can't imagine what Group 5 must have been like going through there. Because I was in the second so group, and there was two guys from... Uh, group one who were like trying to even get out of the creek to get onto that hill and I was like I know you're paying because that part that part sucks yes and then it's a muddy off well, camber Tristan had talked about how he probably had a big advantage being the first one through there oh yeah being the first guy through that bit was really helpful and I mean I could see their lines where they were just greasing it up and there were spots where I felt like for sure I could get going and I was just like and go nowhere so <laughs> I mean I didn't really struggle too bad and like I didn't even see the guys on my row so um, I pretty much cruised basically all the way the rest of the way out and I was like okay I'm I'm fully prepared for the final I'm fresh didn't even like really use too much energy today how many pipes did you go through <laughs> I went through three pipes yesterday oh, was one, one of them more on today? the bike today it was from yesterday yeah, on the bike it was, today it had some dips it was scratched up pretty good yeah well in, in Sipes, you, you might appreciate this. Sipes said he put about 10 seconds on his row in the escargot in the in the spiral. 
And then he the said, grass track. in the grass track, and he said within 10 seconds of when he hit, he hit the creek, he lost those 10 seconds. <laughs> no, every single one of them passed him. Yeah. Oh, five got back by. He him. went from first yeah. to yeah. the he, creek. He went left. He's in like, the creek, man, and I was flying. Was to the right, and he just wadded up right there. Oh, uh, well, that's pretty. I mean, he's won six days. He's fast. He is fast. All right, so obviously, um, you and Tristan put on a good show how, how did your start go i, I was up in the uh, i was up at the kindred rock garden so i, I don't rem, i don't know how the first little bit went yeah my start was good i was all the way inside but the problem was um the log was super big all the way oh, on the yeah. inside and tristan was right next to me we had about the same start but he was like full send he was just a man on a mission yesterday and he like moved over on me which is fine like that's what you do and Tracy. i i was like i'm not gonna hit the log there like go ahead like <laughs> And I was fully confident that I was ready to go and um, get him at some point in the main. And right off the bat, I was like, holy hell, this guy's pinning it. All right, like, we'll just keep doing this. He didn't make any big mistakes that, that we saw. Again, we were up in the waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we, you know, we had my lap times and roughly had his lap times. And I had one really bad lap. I remember it. And maybe one or two other not so great ones. Like but, three or four, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, I had about like an extra 20 seconds in one lap. That and, and Benji Herrera, he was not too far behind y'all for a few laps. Yeah, first two laps, Benji wasn't too far away. And then, you know, I think, um, you know, I was just doing everything I could. And Cody Richler for my mechanic had a pit board that said like minus 26. And I was riding by and I was like, I'm going as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I had a couple mistakes, but personally, I felt like that was the hardest and fastest I've charged. TKO. Um, leading up to this race, uh, you know, I've I've been obviously really happy with my bike this season, but there's a couple little things with the forks where I feel like it's been just a little twitchy, and it works really good, but if I want to charge really fast and some of that smaller stuff, I'm just a little timid, so I get a little bouncy in the front, so I actually sent my forks out um, on the way to the airport to uh, try a new setting, and uh, I think that's kind of where he had me today. I mean, it may not be the, it may not be what I'm thinking what's happening with the forks, but uh, I hope it is because, you know, through all the super technical stuff, I felt like I was right there. I was dropping the waterfall. He wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing it every lap, but I definitely did it a couple times to that yeah, main. But three laps. When he, I mean, he was, we're so close the first two laps, I couldn't do it because I would have landed on Jumped top on of him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'd get into like the little bit faster bit, and all of a sudden he was just like, Brr, and I was like, man okay i gotta keep charging and you know i charged the whole time and you know no mistakes out of him until he celebrated too early and ran into the log or something i heard oh. yeah he did yeah yeah he did he was someone said oh don't celebrate too early and i don't know what he did i just heard the crowd go ooh, and luckily he had a little bit of a lead so well the the last i think it was the last lap up where we were on the kinder rock garden he up that steep hill that you had to veer left and go around that he had a near like loop out and everybody's like, oh, my God, here comes Cody. But he, he got the front end down and, and rode out of it. So that would have made it really interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely was within striking distance. But like I said, it was just kind of like me just trying to just keep reeling him in. And, you know, there was a couple laps where I gained on him, but it wasn't near enough with those, you know, a couple laps where I had an extra 20 seconds or something more than my normal lap time. And even at the end of the race, I think – the, my last lap, I mean, it wasn't near as close to my first two laps, but my last lap was faster than a majority of the other laps in the race. So, you know, I, 
was trying to put the charge on and you know be mistake free it's just when you're super pumped up i mean no matter what you get to that point and we go up the hill and i'm like trying to hold on the clutch like he did last lap he said the same thing like trying to survival mode and then we go across the uh, road down that little concrete culvert not oh. culvert but the concrete little drop oh, yeah. into the creek and i'd feel faster there and by the end of that thing it was like trying to pull my clutch in and well that i mean that creek has changed tremendously oh, yeah. since last year yeah, I, mean, I was scary. just i was just gonna say that your survival mode is is significantly different than my survival mode <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess. I guess so. My survival mode is trying to get my hand to open up because it's so <laughs> cramped that I can't just turn loose of anything. But, I, you know, I think most of the guys listening to this can probably, you know, agree with that. Yeah. I mean, you've seen my survival mode at Earthbird before, like pounding my arms on the, <laughs> the handlebars, being like, what the heck, I can't even ride. Like, it was, Yeah. you get to the point where you can't even pull the front brake in. It's not even cramped. It's just You just locked, locked out. Yeah. yeah. Um, one one funny thing, uh, Josh Rookin Smith, who last time he was here, I think he got he got top ten last year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But he messed up his ankle and hasn't ridden all year. Shows up, borrows a bike this year, and in the main event, he saw uh, Quinn's mom dumping water on me, but no one else was. He's like, oh, I'm gonna help him out, and like he dumped water on me one spot, one lap, and then up on top of this hill, I get all the way up in the beginning of the race to go up this little hill, and there's a pretty big rock by the limestone ledges, and I get up and he like dumps water on me, but he doesn't get on my back. It's like on my side, like down my rib cage, and it was freezing ice cold water. And like Burn my body guts. like went into shock, and I just like made like a veered right and hit a tree. <laughs> so we're blaming. We'll, let's blame Rookie Smith. Yeah, Wookie took you out. Yeah, so. Wookie took me out. It, I don't think I, I talked to him about it afterwards. I don't think it was totally your fault, but like it definitely caught me off guard. Well, so. Uh, Jameson, the beta mechanic, was doing the same thing for Max and Ronnie Como and uh, Benji Herrera. He comes up, Benji comes up, and he goes, no, 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 in my eyes, in my eyes, stop. <laughs> and told him to stop because he was throwing it, like, in his face. <laughs> so, he didn't like that very much. In the face. In the face. <laughs> All right, so, you know, congratulations, second place. Uh, that's still awesome. You've won this event, what, 15, 20 times, it feels like? Six, six times. Well, six. I'm whatever. counting six. I'm looking at yeah, the rock. We're looking at there. the rocks right behind us. With it's pretty fun. They had to put Manny's name in two things because it's yeah, his last name so, so long. They just should have put Manny Letty. Manny Letty. Yeah. Yeah. Or just well, Letty. Okay. So, obviously, you're doing rev limiter here, and what? we got a little time off. Amazingly. Oh man. And Excited. then you're doing enduro cross. Anything else? Are you are you looking at some of the West rounds or possibly all of them? I'm not looking at all the rest rounds. If I was going to, it would only be um, Romaniacs, but there's like four enduro cross rounds in a week and then like two weeks off. In one week? Yeah. Wow. Every other day. That sucks. You won't be sore. <laughs> I mean, enduro don't cross. Crash. Don't yeah, crash. Yeah, it's, it's super easy if you don't crash, but I've had like an issue with that lately, apparently. Um, Welcome to our world. Yeah. But, um,. We got a second here. There go the mowers. There go the mowers. They have yeah. I'm going to buy me a, a goat. You should. Heck yeah. You don't need a mower if you got a goat. There you go. It eats everything, so get be a, careful. Get a bunch of goats. Yeah. But, uh, I forget what it's... <laughs> oh, <laughs> so Romaniacs. Romaniacs. I, I mean, like, after you finish Romaniacs, I can only imagine, like, you don't even want to look at your motorcycle for a week. That's what I've heard. Um, and, like, I got, I would have to fly home. I'm probably going to be beat to hell and quarantine 
quarantine-ish. Um, and then two back-to-back nights of Enduro Cross, I think, in Boise. Oh. So I, you know, <laughs> honestly, I gotta, yeah. I gotta keep in mind like my own physical health, mental health, family, and I'm gonna yeah. have to probably. No, I'd love to be there, but you know, I think it's the best option to opt out because I want you know to have the best results and not be just Smoked. beat down. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you almost have to start thinking 2021. I mean, Erzberg yeah. 2021. It's, it Hopefully. seems like that would be your big goal i mean i feel like last year before your knee injury you were probably the guy that was you know the favorite um unfortunately life happens so that's all i have to say about that yeah i think that's it cody thanks for the time and thanks for the instruction today it's good times yeah i don't know hope hopefully everyone learned something or just reinstated what they already know in their head for sure all right well that does it for uh TKO coverage 2020. Bummed. Um, it's over. And it was great weather. Surprisingly. We had rain, what, Thursday? A little on Friday, and then it's been sunny and beautiful ever since. Yeah. Hero dirt today. today. Oh, yeah. Today was the best day ever. Oh, TKO knockout two. There's like the big hill climb. Yep. Where everyone was struggling on. Oh, yeah. The, so, the mandatory. The required. The mandatory required hill one. So we were there today, and there was like a line on the left. That was the original line, but they went and cut trees on the right so we can actually go straight. I tried the left line, I just cleaned it two times in a row. Like the far left. Far left. With all the rocks. With all the rocks. With the steep. Just like just greased it. Really? And then um Jackson Davis was like, I bet you can't do it in first. And I was like, I like a challenge. Why would you try that? So the right line. <laughs> I went up and made it in first, first try. I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, I don't need to run if I'm in first gear. So I was like halfway close to it, and I just ringed her out in first. And Well, did anyone else make it when you guys were over there? We started packing up. Um, Rodrigo came pretty close. He kept going for it. Um, Jackson Davis got reasonably close, but he kept getting hung up in the same spot every time. But Rodrigo from Brazil. The guy right here. Yeah, he's right next to us right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last attempt, he finally got like an awesome chilly. drive. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, he finally got like an awesome drive out of the bottom, and it was like he didn't know what to do when he got up there. <laughs> and he like started going straight through all the trees and like grabbed the clutch. So I think he pretty much, if there was no trees there, he would have made it. Well, that ended up being the line yesterday. Like instead of fading right, like wiggle between the saplings. And yeah. Max and. I think Max made it the best. He just Max and Nick, bombed no, Nick, it. Max did Berger. it first, and then yeah. Behringer just wiggle, wiggle. But uh, did we, we saw Tristan and Cody do it, and then y'all were fine. Yeah. yeah so i never actually walked it because i heard it was optional so i was like okay whatever and they're like oh it's mandatory i mean you couldn't see what the the top looked like from the bottom so i was like right. i ripped it and i'm going good and all of a sudden i had to like make a sharp left there's a bunch of trees and i was like ah yeah so i had to shift down to first it wasn't like i really butchered it i just you know it wasn't a perfect grease you didn't clean it yeah you got to the reset point and, and the reset. oh the waterfall on tk2 tk2 i was so bummed everyone was there and i like Went through and I rode through all the rocks up the ledge. I put my foot down, but that's okay. It's hard and <laughs> not trials. And then I like rode up the whole waterfall part, and then like the little bank you ride out of, I spun on a rock at the top, and I was like, <sighs> "That that's been like your nemesis this whole TKO. That one little area." I know. Oh well. Oh well. There's always next year. All right. I think always that's next it. year. Yep. Thanks, Cody. Yep. We'll see you around. Thank you guys.
guys, Drew Kirby here with American Hard Enduro. I'm on the line with Chris Collier of Saddleback East. Chris, how are you doing today? I can't talk, apparently. <laughs> Starting off good. Uh, we're, yeah, no, we're good. We're, uh, you know, trying to get this thing as hard as we can get it and watching where this hurricane's coming in because uh, if it rains, uh, you guys are going to be out on the struggle bus. Well, you know, I, it's funny. I, I saw that on the news last night, and uh, we're recording this. It's Wednesday, August 26th, so it'll probably be up maybe today, maybe tomorrow. So about a week and a half before the Saddleback Extreme on Saturday this year, September 5th. That's right. So what's the what's the hurricane looking like since you're, you're paying a little better attention than I am? <laughs> well, I'd love to say that uh, we planned this uh, because uh, – <laughs> After uh, some people last year said it could have been harder, some said it could have been easier. We're like, well, if we just get a little bit of moisture and uh, well, Mother Nature is going to deliver Hurricane Laura, or should we say the uh, remnants of Hurricane Laura are coming through this weekend. So I I think you guys will be uh, in good shape. We'll have good dirt for you. Okay, well, that really had me worried because I've ridden at Saddleback East when it's wet and it might be the slickest dirt I've ever ridden. (laughs) <laughs> let's just say uh if it's wet just aim for the rocks you'll get more traction on the rocks than you will on the on the mud well and, and ironically enough down here in tennessee right now the rocks are so slick you're doing anything you can to find dirt so it'll it'll be a readjustment of the brain for sure oh well let me make that clear i didn't mean to say that <laughs> yes. the rocks would give you traction. Oh, okay i just said you'd be better off headed for the rocks maybe for traction okay so well let's let's touch back so is this the second or the third year of saddleback extreme this is our third year okay um we the first year um obviously um back in 2018 uh we had a group of guys that kind of put their heads together and said hey let's do uh let's do an extreme enduro it's starting to gain popularity in europe uh, we have the terrain here for it, and, you know, our our first year, it went pretty good. I mean, we, we had some, some guys that came from around the region and had fun, had fun. Okay. Well, and then so last year, you guys were the final event of – or the, the final race of the American Hard Enduro Series. We had some kind of year-end awards. We all stayed around and hung out and had a good time. Um, so last year we did have some big names. Wade Young was there. He went, he won. Colton Haker was there. Ricky Russell ended up rounding out the podium at third place. Um, what, what changes should we look forward to? Or I guess let's back up. How, how did you think last year went year twos, you know, usually easier than year one. And, and uh, how'd you feel it went? You know, First of all, we were just and we're still very thankful that AHE, uh, American Hard Enduro, kind of reached out and said, hey, we're putting this series together and, and we're we're really kind of driving this new sport in the U.S. And we'd like uh, for you all to consider uh, being a stop, which we really appreciated. And we want to thank uh, you and Will and, and Blake for including us Um it went really well. You know, we, we did have, like you said, some big names like Drew Kirby and Wade <laughs> Young and people <laughs> like that showing up. Um, we thought we had put together a, a challenging course um, when, uh, in all seriousness, I think it was you and uh, Chuck DeLulo and Colton and Wade kind of uh, looked at things and thought, hey, you know, is there a chance we can, you know, up the ante a little bit? So, 
uh, actually uh, hours before and the day before we changed some things around and, and put in some, uh, some additional ravines and some additional hill climbs. And I think, uh, I think it went well, Drew. I mean, you're trying to make it fun for everybody. Uh, It's difficult, but uh, we had a great time. We had a great time. Well, and, and I got there again, it was on Sunday of Labor Day weekend last year. That's right. So I got up there, I don't know, midday Saturday, and, and when I got there is when Chuck and Wade and I think Colton and some other guys said, we got to make this harder. And right. props to you guys and the, the whole club of Saddleback for saying, okay, what can we do? And, I mean, we had Wade Young, you know, he was up in, on the hill carrying the ribbon, you know, adding sections. And, and Colton and him were, you know, saying, hey, we need to do this. We need to go here. We added some ravines, like you said. And it definitely stepped it up. Now, if it had been wet, I don't know if we'd have made any of it. <laughs> You know, there, there was a, there was a <laughs> right. hill climb there in the very back that no one really saw that, you know, we were barely getting up it dry. And if it was wet, I don't I don't know what we would have done. Um, so well, I think, and, you know, we had some people that say it was our favorite race of the year last year. You know, course was hard enough, but not too hard. Um, you know, obviously that wasn't we, pro we guide. did. We, we did. Uh, and, and to be honest, some of the other promoters um, in this year's uh, AMA East series, um, I, I keep in touch with them. And they've all been very complimentary of not only uh, the sport, but what we did. And, and everyone's always so willing to help. You know, if I have some questions, um, you know, I can call one of them up. And, and they're, they're always having an opinion, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I think that's the world we live in now, whether it's good or bad. Everybody's <laughs> got some opinion. Um, so let's get down to this year's race. In the third year, okay. uh, first thing I've got question-wise is format. What, what's y'all's format going to be, and how are we going to be starting? Okay, good question. Um, so we Saddleback is very fortunate that this year we've added another 615 acres to our facility. So we're now at a right about, let's just call it 1,200 acres. Okay. So uh, last year's 12-mile loop, um, we, we took that and we tried to replicate it this year, but incorporating some of our new property. Okay. Um, what we plan on doing, uh, we've moved uh, to live laps, timing and scoring this year. Okay, so that was, that was also to... a question what the scoring was going to be, so you're just knocking them out. Oh, well, you know um, – <laughs> Yeah, in talking to you throughout the year and just trying to get some feedback of other events, um, we really felt that taking the step to live laps uh, would help us. Uh, we we want to try to always come off professional, but what we really want is a good rider experience. Uh, we want to make it hard, but we also don't want people to get frustrated at timing, get frustrated at getting their numbers and things like that. So we're doing things a little bit different this year okay. as we are as we are part of the SEER series, the S-E-E-R, Southeastern Extreme Riders. Man, that um, was the question after scoring. You're just, oh you're, my work, gosh. you're literally working down my list for me. So we, um, I think we need to go out and pick some lottery numbers. We're doing pretty good today. Right, so let me back you up. Let's t- yeah. tell me what the format is. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. You, format, you just like, you just went yes. down my list without even seeing it. I didn't even send it to you. All right. Format is classes will be gold. Okay. Silver, bronze. And then there's a Saddleback members class that okay. we're having for our club. And those are the standard SEER classes. So if you've run that series at all, that'll be exactly what you're used to. Correct. Yep. So when, when people go to live laps and sign up uh, for the event, they'll be able to pick which class they're in. They'll be assigned a number. That's all pretty standard. 
Okay. And that is already open online on live laps, correct? It is. It's okay. on live laps. So you can actually go to livelaps.com and look up the Saddleback uh, Extreme Race, or okay. you can go to our website, which is saddlebackeast.org, and it'll link you over there. But okay. it's very easy to find. Gotcha. Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to have um, a row start uh, with five riders per row. Okay. Starting with gold and working our way down through silver, bronze, and then we'll put the Saddleback Club members uh, behind everybody. Okay. And we're going to st- we're shooting to start everybody uh, about um, about every thirty seconds apart. Okay. Uh, we did that last year, and it seemed to work really well as far as letting some people get out in front, uh, not everyone being on top of each other until they get to a difficult section. Okay. Um, we are going to uh, do what's called a three-plus-one, three-hour-plus-one lap. Um, and to put it simply, uh, any the leader who comes across the start finish line after the two forty five two hour and forty five minute mark will get the white flag. He will kind of dictate that there's another lap left before the end of the race. Okay. Um, and then, so that means all riders will probably have about an hour and a half, two hours um, once the leader comes through and gets checkered to then finish their lap. So okay. don't think that you know just because the leader finishes that the race is over we've got multiple checkpoints set up Uh, we're really trying for those guys that don't you know maybe complete a lap or complete another lap we still want to give you credit because you all need the credit out here with this uh with this course well and that so like you just said there will be checkpoints and with live laps that that's something i think you guys will have three or four it's going to be like the rev limiter if anyone did that in the past there'll be a puck uh, Velcroed on your front number plate, and they'll scan it with a phone as you go by. Correct? You're absolutely correct. Uh, okay. You come up to a checkpoint. Uh, someone with a phone will come. You'll hear an audible beep. They'll tell you to keep going, and all of that will be saved uh, and collated at the end uh, for laps and splits and everything. Okay, so let me get one thing, and I- I'm confused to buy it. And so we'll see. Okay. We'll see if we can get it straightened out. Once the leader gets the white flag, which will be after two hours and 45 minutes. Yes. If you get lapped, basically, if you're lapped, the leader comes around and gets checkers. Anyone behind the leader will get checkers. Is that correct? So, and maybe, hopefully this answers you. Let's just say the leader finishes. Okay. Everyone still gets to have an attempt to then finish as well. The finish the lap they're on once the that's correct okay so if, if the leader comes through gets checkers and you come in after that leader you won't be sent out for another lap that is correct because theoretically it should, it'll be after three hours if you throw the white flag at two hours and 45 minutes that's right okay that's right you're, i just i just want to be exactly clear because we've had some you know so some issues in the past with well you know the I think it was, I don't remember where it was that some people got lapped, maybe tough like Roar. It was a five hour race, but they got lapped. And so right. when they got back, right. they thought, well, I thought I'd have five hours to finish, but right. the leaders finished in like three and a half hours. Um, okay. So, and really the white flag, like I said, shouldn't come out till after that. Um, man, let's see part of the Sears series. How did that come about? No, that that's a great question as well. Um, 
our first year, so in 2018, going back, um, we are putting this uh, uh, event together. And I think that Hard Enduro or the thought of Hard Enduro was still in, in its infancy here in the U.S. But there was this guy named Gary Barr <laughs> who everyone was talking about on the Internet, you know, that seemed to be this uh, seasoned gentleman. But he was getting out there and putting himself through the paces, and everyone was very impressed. Well, uh, to make a long story short, Gary, uh, I reached out to him. He came up to our first event. I kind of was using him as maybe a measuring stick to what he thought we were doing. I know that he had and continues to travel internationally for some events and just having fun. And he's just a, kind of a, a great, great uh, ambassador for the sport. Uh, he came up to the event. Uh, he liked it. He said, you know, it could be harder here. It was hard enough here. And so we went away feeling pretty good. Uh, fast forward, uh, he and Derek Bratcher had kind of put together some pretty neat events, GPS events, night events uh, down in, well, down in your area, yep. Tennessee, and also northern Alabama. And kind of put it together as the Southeastern Extreme Riders uh, series. And uh, he came to our event last year, uh, said that we stepped it up a little bit, uh, and he looked forward to coming back. So, uh, you know, uh, I talk to Gary every so often. He's a great guy. Uh, he's a great person to bounce things off of. And uh, he said, hey, what about Saddleback being uh, a part of the SEER series this year? And I said, that sounds great. Well, and, and, you know, in the year before, again, you're part of the AHE series that was AMA backed. And to be part of that series again, which is now the Sherco AMA East Extreme, you would have had to move the date before, um, before TKO to be part of the qualifier series. And, and I, if I remember correctly, you guys didn't really want to move just to try to rush and throw something together in the spring. Is that correct? No, you're right. I mean, and, uh, both AHE and AMA, uh, you know, we were talking with you guys uh, last year about how we could participate for 2020. You know, there were some big changes going on with everything from names to how it's going to be uh, presented uh, as a series. And unfortunately, uh, since we also are a membership club, which I have, you know, trials, events, motocross, uh, a lot of other things going on at, at our private club, it just didn't work out that uh, the slot that we would have fit into yep. to continue with the AMA East, it was just a little early in the year for us. Um, and we just, we just felt like we couldn't, we couldn't present an event and call it part of a series unless it was top notch. So um, we just said, Hey, maybe this year um, you all continue getting your series together we'll go ahead and, and, and have an event in September and maybe open the discussion back up for 2021 and getting back in with the AMA Absolutely. Um, and being part of the series next year. All right. Well, very good. Well, now that we've got all the housekeeping stuff out of the way, yeah, you've talked yeah. about, we've got this 600 new acres. Uh, uh -huh. I saw Brad Caraway posted some pictures this morning of, of some hill climbs, I think towards the end of the lap. What can we expect out there? I know we had the one like bottleneck gully, that started things off and there were some like pretty good rock faces we had to go up. And like I mentioned earlier, a good hill climb. What, 
what have you guys got in store or anything, uh, any obstacle you want to discuss? Well, you know, uh, that's a great question. Um, and I will do my best to, uh, answer it. You know, we will have a combination of everything from, uh, off camber log crossings to just off camber single track. Oh, I do remember um, a couple big off camber logs now that you mention it. Yeah. And some good yeah. off camber muddy stuff that I remember thinking if this was wet, we'd be sliding down that hill. You know, we put in some stuff this year that it's not even burned in yet, so there's no ledge to it. So, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I would uh, weight those pegs and try to get that back tire to bite into the hill because if you lose the back end, you're probably going to expend a little bit of energy. Oh, absolutely. And that, know that um, feeling all too well. <laughs> uh, on top of that, uh, we do, we're, we're very lucky to have lots of creeks, which means lots of hills, and that water has to run down the ravines to get to the creeks. So yep. we've got some great uh, rocky ravines. We've got some nice uh, sections to air out a little bit before the hard stuff. You know, okay. we don't want to, we don't mind throwing some obstacles at you guys, but we want you to, catch your breath before we throw you another one well and, and one thing that's different especially us just coming off tko a couple of weeks ago all of y'all's rocks are these like little loose like they're not round smooth rocks they're almost sharp i don't want to call them shaley but they're just there's not a lot of really big rocks there's a lot of little loose ones that just constantly move and are super slick well, I felt pretty good about my riding until you just described us not having big rocks because the stuff that I hit and I fall <laughs> over, they seem pretty big to me. <laughs> well, um, and this no, could be not where, I, you know, this could be on the new property. Let's say that. How about yeah. that? No, we, we don't have rocks the size of Volkswagens or anything like that. Okay. What we do have, um, and again, I, I'm just going to give you uh, an example. I ruined three brand new tires in three rides in three days um with my tubeless because the rocks just ate them alive and i basically had to convert over to a moose uh, because of flats because you're right we've got a lot of rock they've got sharp edges um and uh they like to grow moss on them as well. <laughs> well, and, and so that was kind of what I was, after we got done talking about the course, I was going to talk to you a little bit about tires being that how slick that place is. And, you know, I know last year I got a flat on an Ibex tubeless. I know Chuck DeLula got a flat on an Ibex. Um, and Chuck, so Chuck went through a whole wheel. He went through, he, <laughs> he went through like four spokes broke on his first lap. Oh, well, maybe that was it as well. So I know he got a, got a wheel change. Uh, that, that might explain why he only beat me by, one spot instead of several spots. There you um, go. But uh, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm running bibs as well. But if we get all this rain, I may run tubeless just so I can run it almost flat. Um, what I, I know you've been trying out some Kenda tires. What is the consensus best tire up there? Or kind of what, what do people really like? Which seems to work the best. Oh, that's so tough because, you know, there's – Everyone's there's got an opinion. <laughs> at, well, 225 members, everybody has an idea. So yep. um, I'll just talk about personally and then yep. the, the group that I ride with. Okay. Um, lately, we have really um, adopted and really liking that Kenda Gnarly. Um, okay. And that's their, their running, new FIM tire that comes in all the way up to a 140, so it's super wide carcass. 
That's right. They've got two new FIM tires. They've got the Gauntlet and yep. they have the Gnarly. Yeah, and that's also um, the tire that I believe you knocked three holes in in three consecutive rides. Correct. Can I deny that? And uh, <laughs> well, I did. I well, and that's what I did. With, I run also Kenda tires, and the Gnarly. I had the same problem with it on Tubeless, and now I won't even run it on Tubeless because of that exact reason. It, it seems to have a much thinner carcass than the Ibex. But so go ahead. Yeah. So again, I mean Ibex, uh, and again personally in the in the group that I ride with, the Kenda Ibex is has been the go-to tire. Uh, it's been a great tire uh, for our facility. Um, the gauntlet I've really enjoyed when it's dry out, but lately, uh, between myself, Chris Evans, Brad Caraway, uh, others that are working on the course right now, the gnarly is the go-to it, uh, it, it's a dual durometer, if you want to call it that there's a soft and an intermediate to it. Yeah, and I like and, it for uh, us slow people like me. I call it the frowny face and the the, the smiley the, face. The smiles and the frown. Yep, right? that's it. Yeah. Which do you run it smiley side or frowny side? So, yeah. So I I run it frown 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 side. Okay. Um, uh, Nick Faringer was out at the club a couple weeks ago with some friends, and he and I talked about it a little bit, and he was kind of explaining to me his philosophy on how the durometer plays with the rocks, and I said, you know what, uh you not only have better hair than me, you know more than me. Uh, I'm just going to go with what you say. Well, and what I keep telling everyone is, is everyone keeps saying, why am I running the gnarly? I was like, well, Cody said, that's what he likes. And I said, the only <laughs> right. problem is I can't ride like Cody. Like you said, Nick's got the hair and the knowledge and he might be a little better. Nothing personal. Hey, <laughs> he is much better. So, okay. Um, so I, that's, that's what I would say. Um, and I switched to a moose about uh, three weeks ago okay. because uh, I was literally blowing through tubeless um, every every time I rode. Yep. And uh, it's only fun to say like once or twice, and then you're spending all your time back at the trailer switching out tires. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so you mentioned some of the guys that have been helping out on the course. I wanted to give you a chance yeah. to kind of say who, who all has been working. I know you guys have a big club, but if there's anyone that's been, you know, going. To... And we're back. Hey, Drew Kirby. All right. So we had a little technical difficulties. Apparently, Chris decided to leave his phone out in the sun, <laughs> and it stopped working. <laughs> Who knew? But uh, so what I was getting ready to say, Chris, is I know you guys have a big club, um, but you would mentioned some of the guys that you're riding crew. Who has been uh, especially helpful and been laying out the, the course and, and doing a lot of work on the course? Yeah. Um, first off, if I miss anybody, uh, I apologize. Uh we couldn't do any of this without a lot of members and the uh, support of our club, Saddleback East. Um, but the, the small, call it Saddleback Extreme core group, myself, Brad Caraway, Jamie Abersole, uh, Chris Evans, Joey Beck, uh, the Fries, uh, and there's so many others. I mean, I, I, I just wanted to mention that, again, some people come out and if they can help for an hour or two, they do. Uh, others have taken off time from work, uh, rain or shine. They're out there working on this. And uh, uh, Brad Caraway has been very, very instrumental in putting together a great course. I think it's going to challenge everybody from gold to bronze uh, throughout the day. Well, and, and, you know, one thing that's harder, um, and I guess we you guys had to deal with this last year, was split. You know, you've essentially got two courses. You've got the – 
the gold and the silver basically run one course and then the bronze has some bypasses around some of the other stuff. So they had any trouble laying that out or is he kind of, you guys got everything figured out? No, we haven't figured out. We're going to have uh so it's going to be about a 12 to 13 mile loop. Okay. Um, we're going to have three checkpoints uh, throughout that loop. Uh, again, utilizing the live laps to keep people, you know, slow them down, but keep them going. Yep. And then uh, right now we've got three, splits so gold silver uh would go one way uh bronze would go another um and then they come right back together and it's usually just around some of the more gnarly aggressive stuff yep absolutely um well very good well any have you guys got some sponsors you'd like to thank for their support this year we do we do um first of all we want to give a shout out to sear southeast extreme riders for including us in their um, in their series, okay. uh, the guys down there have been great. Uh, we also have a title sponsor this year of Alien Tech USA. No, I've uh, heard they're I've heard they're a pretty good company. Well, uh, I heard that they they are. <laughs> they have some pretty uh, cool electronic tuning tools for calibrations for all sorts of vehicles. So. Oh, very good. Well, I'm sure you can uh, find them online. Correct. You can, aliantech-usa.com. Okay, very good. Well, I'm, I'm glad they stepped up to be a title sponsor. Yeah, well, you know, there's only so many times I can go home and still look in the mirror about uh, how we're going to put this thing together without uh, giving blood, sweat, and uh, tears to this. So, <laughs> Very good. Uh, we also want to thank Sherco USA, uh, Fly Racing, and Kenda Tires, okay. uh, all of which uh, have helped out and uh, – and again, I just want to say, uh, personally, I want to thank you and everybody that I reach out to all year long with questions. Um, you guys have been great, and uh, it, it's been fun, and I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone before the event. Um, <laughs> I'll probably hide a little bit until everyone cools down a little bit after the event, but yeah. uh I always like hearing and it's re reinforcing for all of us that have worked so hard that you guys have fun. Absolutely. Well, and, and we, we are looking forward to it since Cherco USA is located, what, probably an hour from there, 45 minutes, any, any chance they're going to have some 2021s over there for us to look at and uh, rub on? Well, you know, I can't, I can't say the rubbing part cause that okay. would be a little improper, but, uh, <laughs> There's always a chance that uh, something could be seen at the club that no one's seen before. Oh, well, I didn't even talk to you about this beforehand, but when we get done, I'm going to have to call you and get all the, all the details. Well, so. I'll give you all the details I can. Uh, of course, I, in true salesman, um, uh, left that wide open to be interpreted by many different ways. Uh, yeah, it could be anything. Well, Chris, thank you for the time, and uh, we'll see you here in, golly, about a week and a half. That sounds great, Drew. I appreciate the call. And uh, for everybody that's coming out, we, uh, we welcome everyone and we're putting on a great event. We want to hear uh, everyone have some fun along with the struggle. Well, and hey, I think, and before we go, um, sign up online. Is that, or we'll be able to sign up day of the race as well? Uh, no. So here, real quick, uh, good question. Live laps, exclusive registration through live laps. Okay. And as you come through the gate and yep, obviously sign the waiver. Uh, for the club, you will be given a rider's packet at the gate, which will have your number plate. It will have your transponder, as you said, that will go on the front. Uh, it will also have some Saddleback uh, stickers and things in there for you guys. We're really trying to uh, 
cut down and be respectful of social distancing um, and and be more efficient. If we can give everybody uh, their rider's packet coming in the door, uh, the start will go faster and and the fun will happen faster. All right. And it's uh, Saturday, 11 Central is the start. Is that correct? 11 Eastern Standard. Eastern. You guys are Eastern real time. Uh, I I didn't say that. Uh, I I said that. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So. There'll be a riders meeting at 10 a.m. It will be very short, just kind of hitting on some of the high points. And we hope to have the first row out at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, from Saddleback East. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you for the time, and uh, we'll see you here in a few days. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Drew. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.